Hey everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Indie Film Cafe. I'm your old pal, the Moo Cow, aka Paul A. Presenza, and tonight I am joined by Jonathan A. Moody, your co-host. Yay, welcome, sir. And together, both of us are joined by a very special co-host. Please introduce yourself. My name is Jessa Flux, and I'm an actress and also apparently a indie film critic. <laughs> Woo we love having you on here for that. Yay, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, I think we were talking about it, and it was uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man from last season was the last yes. time we had you on. And trust me, we'd love to have you on a lot more. It's just that we know that you're very, very busy with your huge, huge, huge career. And um, we're doing- very... Very, very grateful that you're able to come in and talk to us uh, for this particular movie, which is a little ditty that I was kind of saving for the right person, and it's called Curse of the Snake Woman, a.k.a. Snake Club, Revenge of the Snake Woman, from all the way back in 2013, and um, yeah, this was uh, this was something. <laughs> so... We will come back and talk about this ridiculous movie after we listen to some mood music. And we are back. All right, guys, I'm dying to know. First impressions. Who would like to talk about Curse of the Snake Woman? I'd love to hear Jess's opinions first. I have a lot, so I'm just going to go with them. I'm, I'm actually going to grab a pin off the floor to, like, scratch <laughs> off. Oh, God, like, she's, like, organized. Good Lord, she's got <laughs> yeah, a handful of Okay, so what I was first blown away with is that there was the opening um, montage that showed a Barbie doll that was spray-painted with gold and then had like a snake wrapped around it and it was like stuck in a flashlight. Did you guys <laughs> see that? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, when I, I first saw it, I was like, oh, they really made that for the opening, huh? As you do. Then come to find out it's actually part of the entire movie. Yes. So I was astonished by that. <laughs> like that was high quality work there. <laughs> oh yeah. High, thing, high quality sure. is definitely a term we're going to be using throughout this film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to look up this Veronica Ricci. Is that her name? Ricci? Mm-hmm. Ricci, Ricci, yeah. The, I've never heard of her. And um, I'm interested in to see, like, what other kind of work she's done. Oh, yeah. I think right. she's, is she a lot of, has she been in a lot of films? Yep, yep, yes. yep. Yes. And when we, get, when we get talking about the cast, I will tell you all about some of the stuff she's been in. Okay, because I'm excited to see more of her because I think she was actually really great in the film. Um, the <laughs> I would have to say that the girls do not look like real strippers, like at all. Really? You think? I mean, <laughs> some people wouldn't know that. Some people would not know that, you know? Um, so I was like, these girls are not moving quite right. Like, it just seems like they got hired for this, you know. Dude, they weren't even moving know. at all half the time. They were just kind of up there sort like... of vaguely, sort of maybe barely moving. And then it's funny because then the yeah. other would comment, oh, my God, she's so incredible. I have to really up my game now. And I'm like, what? 
I mean, she's barely moving. <laughs> what reality are you in? I loved that part, actually. I really did. Um, okay, so one of the things that I thought immediately was so gross off the bat is that they were like, oh, here's a new girl. And we have these, like, um, just this montage, like, like a bunch of clothes in the back that are just available and they're sexy. And they are clean because we wash them once a once month. Once a month. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. But that is not a thing that's real. And if if it were, they would definitely wash it less than once a month. Oh, God. Like, that's how gross strip clubs can be. Now, I mean, I wouldn't say they're like, I, I don't want to give off the impression that strip clubs are just so seedy and like gross and everything. But they don't take care of what the dancers need. And they certainly don't have like clothes for you to just wear, you know, if you're new or whatever. Yeah, you have to bring your you have to supply your own clothes, right? Like that's what I think. Yeah, because you're a you're an independent contractor. So you have to um provide everything on your own. Jess, I was really gonna help hoping that you were gonna say, Yeah, they're they by law they're required to wash everything well, at least once a week. <laughs> uh no. And we have to take care of our own clothes, so Yeah, so if you don't no uh, washing you don't wash it within a week. That's that's on you. Yeah. Yeah, I I wear it one time and I wash it. <laughs> like that's yeah. my rule. <laughs> I feel like that's a safe one to have, you know. But um, who knows? Who knows what other people do? It's none of my business. But then you wash all the glitter off. Well, that's another thing I noticed is that they were wearing a lot of glitter. And in most strip clubs, glitter is actually against uh, the rules. Like it's written in the contract that you cannot wear glitter because it will get on somebody and then they'll go home and their partner will be like, why are you covered in glitter? Right. So that's like a, a, like a nationally known thing. Like don't wear because glitter. Because I'm fabulous. That's why. <laughs> um, I feel like we should have a whole podcast with Jessa talking about movies that have strip clubs in them and then just talking, debunking everything. Believe me, she she is like our our you know strip club Lenore, basically. Yeah, our strip club Lenore. <laughs> I, what funny. is a strip club Lenore? Okay, so Lenore is one of uh is one of Paul's uh former roommates, and she was a science our science expert. So she would come on yeah. the show and talk give us all the science facts and stuff she's getting her phd in nasa so she knows pretty okay, much everything cool. there is yeah so we'd get her I'd, I'd make sure to give her movies that had you know terrible science and since she looked and she goes that's wrong and that's wrong and that's wrong <laughs> and you're kind that's of like cool. the strip club version of that you'll be like that's right. wrong that's wrong yeah we love that okay yeah. so also there's all the backstories of the strippers right like they were like, oh, are you here to, um, like, support a drug habit, which is, like, such a cliche? Or are you here because of this or because of that? And then the um, main character comes out with she's taking care of her sick mom has that's done come down with the cancer. Like, I was dying laughing. I was like, that <laughs> is, like, so not real at all. Like, that... <laughs> I you never mean, met a no. you never met a stripper who was uh trying trying to help their mother with cancer. <laughs> um no no I haven't um to go to school yes you know it's... to support a drug habit yes 
but more often than not, they're just supporting their family. So yeah, it's a very lazy, ham-handed way of trying to force us to have sympathy for that character. Which really didn't yeah, matter was, because that character wasn't that, really as main character as you know we were sort of led to believe she was. Right, and she was kind of nice. So just leave her alone. Just let her be herself. That's all you needed needed to do. You didn't need that extra bit of garbage. Right. I considered her the character um like of course uh the main vampire uh demon thing was the main character but i still thought like she was the main character because she was like basically like in other horror movies you have the virgin that always gets away you know she was like that for the strip club she was new like she was out to help her mother she That's was getting true. away. You know? Yeah, she's the person that you want to root for because there but, really wasn't anybody else. But the problem with it was we had all these other secondary characters that kind of came in and kind of took up most of the time that should have been more spent on her and developing right. her character. So I feel like um I feel like she was the main character, supposed to be the main character. But she also wasn't the hero. She didn't like save the day. She didn't do anything. Right. So in the line, in the end, she was kind of lame. In my because opinion, because they had those these two idiot brothers who really only exist as exposition to sort of explain what's going wow. on. Wow, those guys! Like they're like, hey, I have a lesson in mythology that I'd love to teach you in the middle of this movie. That's a twenty fucking minute scene. <laughs> like it was insane. I was like, I appreciate the earth earnest like nature behind like i love mythology and i'm gonna make a movie about it i think that's cute but like if you have to explain it that much with that like sad music going on and they're all just like sipping on beers like it made me want to need a beer like i was like i need a beer to deal with and, this 20 minute scene in the middle of the fucking movie and not only that but none of it made any sense no it's like no. okay it kind of okay, did I, I kind of got the, you know, the part they did get right about the Lamia and the and Hera and Zeus and all that. So you look this up. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm very much into Greek mythology, so I knew who Lamia was. But all this other crap about, oh, well, she's going to, you know, rise because she's, you know, drinking the blood or there's the blood of a man on there. I'm like, well, then why the fuck didn't you send a woman Yeah, why didn't you send a, a woman after her then? That's, you don't have to worry about it. And then all this other stuff. Well, she has, she's mortal for for five minutes or something, and then she, you know, if but only if she kills a woman or some other kind of ridiculous nonsense. It was just too much BS. information. And what they could have done is they could have boiled it down to like a five minute clip. There was an explanation, and that would have been fine. But I was just like, I was just like throwing up my hands. I was so annoyed. I was right. like, stop talking. Like it, we it know doesn't even kind matter. Of what it, it took no. away from the fun, which is them skanking around and killing people. That's what we want to see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I know. I'm Did like, you well... notice, though? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, did you notice that the strip club looked like it was, like, set up in somebody's garage? Yeah. Yes, there were three tables. <laughs> It was no, it was pretty. It, no, we we have this like thing where we say like the saddest bar, saddest restaurant. We've had the saddest strip club before. This is up there, this is this is almost tied Does with this the saddest. Win? No, this one didn't win. I don't think. I think the saddest strip club was um, what was the other one we did that had the saddest strip club? Um, 
Uh, I don't know, but I'll tell you the 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 one in Bite Me with the uh, with the giant dinosaurs around is the, probably the best one we've done so far as far as strip club. We'll have to show you Bite Me. No, I no no fun. the best strip club, but it was the one of the worst movies was Killer Biker Chicks because that had a real strip club. Oh wow, well, you know? okay. So yeah. it looked real, you know. I kind of like the dinosaurs though. I mean, I, I know, I know, but I guess maybe those are tied because the dinosaurs do rule, you know. But I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just like there's so many. I mean, how do you not combine dinosaurs with a strip club? I mean, that's just brilliant. So honestly, you... I don't know why I haven't been in that movie. <laughs> I don't know why Donald Farmer hasn't made that movie yet. I know. We yeah. got to show you Bite Me. I think you'd enjoy it. You'd have a howling good time with it. And yeah. I would love by it. the way, it's an example of how you make a movie very similar to this, except really well done it was recommended on really yeah yeah it's got a good script it has a good director it has a great cast aaron brown is in it amongst other folks and um you know the former misty monday and it was really really well done very very comic you know the, the comic timing was all there for all the actors and it was just really really well done it's one of my absolute favorite movies that i love showing everyone and then we got this where can i see that tubi Okay. Um, it was actually recommended on here, like after this movie. It said recommended movies, and it said bite me on there, and I was like, "Fuck." Or yes. the next time you come up uh, the our way, I definitely have a copy, and we can all watch it and sit down with some pizza and enjoy it because it's a lot of fun. That's right. Yeah, for sure. Another so, thing I wanted to notice is, or like mention, is that okay? So you know when the star girl goes on stage. Mm. what's her name it's not is it asia what's her name no it's not asia no trinity is the is the star girl okay so star girl goes and like all the other girls are like laid back and they're just like oh my god that that's how you ride a pole like that is not real like nobody okay like i've been to like a couple clubs one club that has had like a healthy ecosystem of like support to each other but most of the time if the girl is the star they're not sitting back like talking about how awesome she is they're they're sitting back talking absolute shit about them like that's they don't like her so they're not supporting her they're not saying she did good they're just like she's only doing good because and then they'll come up with some dumb reason you know so that is not real unfortunately i wish it were more so it's like this was like the most supportive strip club ever (laughs) (laughs) it kind of was like they were all on each other's side you know with through and through except Mm. i guarantee you that pole was not permanently attached to anything because none of the dancers really engaged with it other than it's just sort of run their hands up and down it a couple of times they were probably don't really get on the pole because it's not real no they, it's not that they weren't strippers. They didn't know what they were doing because a real stripper does not, they does pole dancing, does not wear stockings or anything like that. She can't grip onto the pole like that. I, I can just will. tell by the way they were moving as a person of, you know, um, experience with strip clubs. They are, they were just dancers that like, I, I, will, like, tell we got you, I will tell you that. Uh, Veronica Ricci does have a background in uh, go-go dancing, adult actress. Um, she did some webcam stuff. She did a few other things. I don't know that she ever did pole dancing because that's a whole other different. Well, I thought go-go thing. dancing really- wasn't pole dancing too. 
Or is that is that completely it different? It all kind of depends. It all kind of depends. But pole dancing Does is she a very still different... work? Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah but pole dancing is a very, very movies. Yeah, yep. pole dancing is a very different kind of thing. And in fact, it's um they even teach lessons on it because it's actually it's pretty darn athletic, really. And um you have to actually have a real pole and it has to really be attached to the you know ceiling and to the ground because if not, it's going to fall and somebody's going to get hurt. So they don't mm-hmm. want anybody on that thing unless they know what the hell they're doing. Right. It's a hazard. It's yep. a you know. Oh yeah. yeah. Um were there any more points that you had? Oh, I had plenty. Um so the first time <laughs> That Veronica Ricci's showed her teeth and not in the background that you have. It looked like just like oatmeal smeared across her teeth. Did you guys notice that? <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty terrible. Actual teeth yet. It was like just something they had done. Maybe the teeth hadn't come in, in, in the mail or something. Or, but or it maybe they hadn't molded it yet. And it wasn't molded. And they just I, used I like molded. I like to think that, that was she... not molded. I like to think that she had a snack, an oatmeal snack, just before that scene. I love that. <laughs> I wish there was like I, I don't know, like I don't even know if there's a copy of this. Like you can get a DVD copy or something of this because I would love to know if there's commentary. I would love to hear like the director explaining <laughs> all this. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I can hear. I know exactly what he's going to say. We didn't have much money. <laughs> you have any money nope honestly it didn't look that bad to me like as far as quality because i've been in a lot of b movies now and honestly i think this is better than most of any of the ones i've been in like i still thought it was like solid like there was problems for sure right and no and i'll agree with you on that because the the guys who made this like david sterling and david palmieri and and the people who worked on this and uh ted chalmers who's the producer all of them had worked together and together and you know this is not their first rodeo together oh yeah they make a lot of shit together yeah so um we had done last year we had done uh disaster wars earthquake versus tsunami which sounds much better than it actually is like it's terrible better yeah yeah, this was much better. This was, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's still not the the greatest movie of all time or anything, but this is, you know, this is a, a miles of different. Yeah, like I was telling Moody, this is this is like a dumb dog that you can't help but like just because it's just so dumb. <laughs> You're just like, ah, oh, what the hell? It's harmless and dumb. You know, that's how I look at yes, it. Yes, I I feel that way about it. Um. I love that, you know, the the villain that stole the Barbie statue needed a bullet removed from him. And so they just got the vet student at the strip club. She's like, I that that's not my lane. And they're like, can you still like remove this? And she doesn't have rubber gloves on. She doesn't have like the like I think he breathes on a needle before he gives it to her to yeah, dig it she's out like in with. There with tweezers or something ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my god, that is so gross. Are you saying like, this doesn't happen? It, it reminds me clubs? of trailer park boys. This doesn't happen. No, we don't No, that's not it. You, you no. don't have you don't have guys wandering in off the street bleeding from gunshot wounds? <laughs> 
Um, you know what? I'm not going to ever, never say never, but like, <laughs> we definitely don't like go ahead and treat them like it's the ER. Well, okay. So I want to talk about that guy though. Like the, uh, the character of the, uh, strip club, like manager or whatever he was, Oh, Dale. you know, I because I laughed my ass off when he comes in, like the first time you meet him and he's explaining all of this stuff to, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. I wanted to talk to you about that because I was like, is any of this, does any of this happen? I don't think so. I think like this is because I don't, I don't work at a strip club. I don't know. Yes, but I, do. you know, uh, but you do obviously just as, or, you know, you have. So like, what, what do you, yeah. you know, what, what can you tell us about that guy and the stuff he had to say? He was funny. Well, I think that they got the archetype right <laughs> for how douchey um, a lot of strip club managers are, unfortunately. I mean, even the nice ones, you find out they're douchey. Um, he, but like saying like, we need you to make out on stage. You don't do that. Or, oh, oh, I'm sorry. He, you know, like that. <laughs> Your dog didn't uh -huh. like that. Yeah, like basically he's the strip club DJ or the the um manager anyway so yeah i don't he no you can't just wear clothes that are like in a closet you can't just like um i don't know like the way he was saying it like no i i didn't even write down because it was so unbelievable to me that i didn't even think anything of it like i was like oh that's fake. i i was gonna ask because he kept saying how that one guy there who's supposed to be the bouncer hasn't and doesn't even show up until and then finally shows up. Oh, that's but, realistic. Really? Because they're gonna they're gonna run a show without any security whatsoever. Oh, they wouldn't even know until two years into the fucking show that they hadn't showed up. Like, no, they don't. They have no idea what's going on at any time. <laughs> it's yeah, shoddily okay. run a lot of times. Gotcha. For sure. Like, there's so no I organization. That, no. I noticed um, that the movie had come out in 2013, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of it, it said 2012. But I noticed, um, just because I'm that girl, um, I noticed that a lot of the styles of clothing that they were wearing and the skinny eyebrows and uh, some of the hairstyles and stuff, it looked like it was like a 2009 movie. Is it possible I feel like that one guy on uh, Ancient Aliens. Is it possible that um, this movie had been being filmed for a long time and then was just released in 2012? Absolutely. Okay, so what most likely happened, yes, you're right. They probably shot it before stuff happened. They weren't able to finish it. Then they finished finished it in 2012 and released it in 2013. Then okay. re-released it later as curse of the snake woman so as paul explained earlier it was originally called snake club revenge of the snake woman and then uh wild eye releasing who releases a lot of um donald farmer's oh, movies and stuff um yeah. you know and whatnot and then they um and then what they'll do is they'll pick up movies that have already been uh distributed and then they will just retitle it right uh, mainly so that people who want to buy it or whatever get duped into buying a second copy or whatever because they think it's no. a different movie that that is the old um drive-in trick right that they used to do they would re-release the same movie under five or six different names sometimes they might add 
a couple minutes of new footage, but most of the time it was the same damn movie that was already out. And the the dumb teenage kids who were just, you know, in the car to make out or get stoned or drink beer don't notice or care anyway. So the way they look at it, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, I've totally heard of this for sure. So yeah, Jessica got really excited for a second, like getting high and drinking beer and watching a movie. <laughs> and a, you know. <laughs> um, I've no, actually never been to a drive-in. Oh, oh I, I've been to one, and it was in LA. And I will wow. say, it was awesome because it's like a double feature, you know, a lot of times. Nice. So you get to watch two movies for yeah. the price of one, and they're actually cheap. They're you pretty know? rare, unfortunately, these days. Yeah. Sadly, I wish they'd come back. I wish more more people would, you know. This is a perfect drive-in movie. This is this is that kind of, you know, cheap, silly thing. And it's just that the only big difference that I noticed is that if this was created for the drive-in, there would have been a whole lot more boobage. And there was no boobage in this film. Okay, may I comment on that? Yes. It seems to me it was edited for Tubi, right? So? Maybe. possible? Possible. Maybe. Because... There was even a point where the um, strawberry-haired um, dancer, she was dancing on somebody, and her nipples were, you know, those kind of like what are they called, pepperoni nipples? It was like coming out uh -huh. the top of her top, but it was like not the actual nipple nipple. So I was like, I feel like that nipples came out in this movie, and then they edited it to be palatable for TV or something. I could very well. It's possible. The thing is, you can see plenty of movies with boobage on Tubi, so... I mean, you can, but I think they are working on that where they're trying because they don't have an R-rated Tubi. Like, they don't have it where it's, like, mature. Like, uh, Disney Plus has a thing now where you have to say you're 18 or older, you know, to start with in order to, you know, to get 18 and older stuff, Right. Uh, yeah. Just to be safe, Tubi doesn't didn't ha doesn't have that, so they might be telling more people we want this edited for for Tubi. God, so. I hope not. I hope not. Or if I, I, I if I, I were a balderized um, versions of these movies. Well, I if I were a director though, and I was putting up my films on Tubi, I would edit them so that like the more gory action and also the teddies were like totally not available so you would oh i like this movie i want to see the uncut version then they'd buy it that's what right. i would do that's actually so, very I, smart I that's what they were doing yeah um but i don't know because i don't even know if this is available on dvd from wild which really i haven't seen it which really pisses me off because i went on ebay to look for it and it doesn't pop up so yeah, unless yeah Unless it's just not called Curse of the Snake Woman on, you know, on DVD, you know, and it's, it's called, you know, the it's Snake got Club. A couple other, it's got a couple other names. Um, but um, I don't know if, Jesse, you still have some more points because I got a stack of them myself. Um, wait, why don't we just go one for one? You go and then I'll go. Okay. Can we talk a few seconds about the, the, the high school that they tried to pass off as a museum? At one point, you can actually see lockers. Okay. I didn't notice <laughs> that. No. Yeah. I yeah. thought, how did they get these really nice locations to film in? Because I, I, this is what I do, and like finding places where they'll actually let you film is kind of difficult. Yeah, it is. It's just 
you you hope that you have a cinematography guy that can hide the fact that you're not shooting in an actual location that the script calls for you're trying to pass it off and the locker room shot kind of blew that whole image so yeah well, i didn't i didn't remember the locker room well yeah. the uh camera guy was also the director of the film and as yeah. i pointed out to paul earlier it was i was noticing that there was a lot of shots of butts you know and stuff and i, I was noticed like, that too and That's i was enough. like so the cameraman has to be like this close to the butt and everything. And I'm like, man, what a lucky camera guy. Right. I said that to myself. <laughs> then I looked it up and the camera guy's the director. Of so I'm course. like, go figure, go figure. The director wanted to, to, you know, to give himself a chance to just shoot some butts and stuff. Fringe like Fringe benefits, my friend, fringe benefits. Yeah. Hey, I mean, he didn't do any, it wasn't nude or anything. So it wasn't, I don't think, I felt like this movie wasn't like the people, everybody seemed like they felt very comfortable, you know, or yeah. whatever with everything. So, I mean, that's always a good sign. You know? um, another thing I wanted to point out, I mean, of course we talked about how this was a three table basement someplace, the shitty, and I do mean shitty, cheap, tinny, crappy music. Even the worst strip clubs in the world that I've been in, has much, 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 much better music than what they had there. I yeah, but but you have to understand the rights. You can't yeah. You know, like a strip club can play uh you know like classic what songs that? and shit, you know, because Yeah, but there are rights. plenty of people out there who are making stuff who would love the chance to show off what they can do who have at least sound close to the real thing. It feels like they didn't bother trying really, honestly. It's, Feels well, like that not. probably wasn't their main focus, you know. Their main focus is probably getting this movie out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, done. it helps with the you know grounding the movie in some kind of reality because it's already shot in a basement. We know that. Or a garage. Mm -hmm. or yeah. garage. Um, did you guys notice that the okay, so the girl, um, the new girl, she was put into a schoolgirl costume, which I feel like is the most cliche thing ever. It's like the first strip club outfit you ever have is a schoolgirl outfit. Like, eh, like I hate, I hate cheap. that kind of stuff. I hate, uh, when, oh, when, hate it. Yeah, hate it. No, I mean, because it's just, it is cliche. <laughs> it's annoying. It is a little annoying to see that shit. <clears throat> you know, I, I would rather it's, be kind of an original. And funny, kind of. Yeah. I mean, if she were in a penguin costume, that would be new and interesting. I'd approve of that. I just don't see it happening. Well, I mean, a penguin I'm... might be kind of hard to like to make that sexy. I don't know. Sexy penguin. Come on. Everybody <laughs> does that. Jessa would do I know. that. Okay, so as as an actress, like I imagined myself doing <clears throat> a dance on stage with a snake around my neck. <clears throat> And I couldn't do it. Like, um, I'm not, I'm not super scared of snakes or anything, but like, I'm not friends with them either. It's just like, I don't trust animals and animals don't trust me. Like, I do not want a snake wrapped around my neck while I'm dancing. Like, and I feel like it's going to bite me. Where the hell did that snake come from? That just came out of thin air. You don't just like all of a sudden produce it's a snake. It's part of the spirit. Nothing. It's like you have to go to someplace and buy one. Because they're not just floating no, around. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, the snake was part of the uh, 
uh, statue stuff. You know, it was it was like the it was supposed to be the thing that created the snake woman. You know, so or it whatever. came off the Barbie doll, sprayed <clears throat> gold. I mean, I wish I had seen that to believe it. Right. <laughs> well, they didn't really explain it that well, um, which was kind of a. They were explaining everything else, but they weren't explaining why, how she became the the snake woman from the statue. It, I, I don't even think they needed a snake. What they would should have just done is had the, the uh, what is it, the statue like eyes or something, you know, glow and whatever. Yeah. Part of the problem is that they don't really seem to be too much interested in establishing the whole snake angle other than the makeup later on. I think they're really trying to make her into a vampire, which is a well, different creature. That's no, not what the Lamia is. No, no, no. They also have that bit where the dancers are dancing <laughs> like a snake. And I was like, wait, that does not look anything like a snake. <laughs> so yeah. I was just like, I was like, wait, because they're like, Aren't they dancing a little snake-like? And I'm like, what? No. But it seemed like no, she was more of like a like a vampire, you know. And then she gets to say some of the whole uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of one-liners, you know. I like it when a guy sprays all over my face when she, uh, you know, kills the one guy, and then she tears the tongue off of the other guy, and you know, the the sort of cheesy one-liners that you know they were like the big thing in the '80s and '90s, but I guess I guess it's still a thing oh, now. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> You know, all that stuff. Right, uh, Jessa, right. did you have some more points? Sorry. My dog's an <laughs> Um, I thought, okay, so one of the things that, okay, my dog's acting crazy. Hold on. And he's good. Okay. So I wish that I could pull a man's tongue out at work for licking my back. Has that somebody actually me- done that to you? Yes, it happens all the time. That's gross. People will get, I mean, on your just skin anywhere, they will get their tongue out and like lick it. Like, and you're just like, what in the hell is wrong with you? Should pepper spray. If I had the power to pull out a tongue, I would do it. And not go to jail for it. I found that very sad. (laughs) I mean, they wouldn't believe it was me because, like, Mm. who can just pull out a tongue? It's true. Uh, no one. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then the dumbest cop in the world. The guys are like, "Oh yeah, we'll just convince you that we're following this Lamia thing." And oh, we got a bomb, by the way. He's like, "Oh okay." Um, he's he's like searching the ground all over the place with his little flashlight for blood, and that's gonna tell him what exactly. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's not going to tell you anything other than somebody bled here at some point. It's not going to tell you where this guy is, that's for sure. Well, even their, I'm just to go back to their conversation mid-movie where they're like sitting in the apartment drinking beer, like that was so long. Like, I think that would take, like, as a person that works on indie sets often, like that would have taken like eight hours. That would have taken up a whole day. Mm. of them just sitting there and is it worth it like i feel like that could have been edited down so much better mm. if i don't know yeah. like somebody maybe a friend would have <laughs> looked at the script to give some advice i don't know yeah all right well let me let me take a few minutes and, and talk a little bit about who's involved in the film so first of all we Love did mention it's david palmieri he's the director and 
He's a guy that has done a, a whole bunch of stuff uh, previously in his career. Uh, let's see. So he has uh, directed such things. He's been on like Son of the Beach. He did a few of those episodes and um, The Division and um, a few other things that he was involved in. He did a lot of uh, things like camera and electrical department kinds of stuff. And then he became a director and he was in, he did Dark World and Axe Grinder. He did Captain Battle Legacy War and uh, uh, Disaster Wars, uh, the movie that we did previously on uh, Indie Film Cafe. He did a few of the witchcraft movies and um, Claw 2, Blood Legacy, which I haven't seen, Claw 1 as, as well. So he's definitely a guy that has done uh, cheap, crappy movies in the past. Some of them are more successful than others. Um, but, you know, definitely he's, uh, he definitely has a style about him. And uh, he was also the cinematographer, as Moody pointed out, and co-producer of his film. Jesse, did you want to? How, how successful was this movie in comparison to some of his others? Oh, this one, um, it, if it, you know, I direct the video kind of a thing, you know, I don't know that it ever, it never got a wide release other than the Wild Eye releasing. And um, yeah. I'm not okay. even sure it ever got a DVD release. So pretty poor. Pretty poor. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, um, I mean, I at say... least people can see it on Tubi, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's more than a lot of people can say. Sure. Um, I, mean... I really enjoyed the um, death scene for the strip, the strip club manager. It was super graphic and he deserved it. Uh -huh. Yeah. Poor Dow. Okay, so Trinity is our lead character and, and our, our major snake person. She was played by Veronica Ricci, um, I know Moody knows. And she has been in a bunch of things like another superhero movie, Bloody Mary, 131313, Vampire Club, Camp Blood 8, Fangs Out. And as I mentioned before, she does have a background in being a go-to-go dancer and adult actress and et cetera, et cetera, things like that. So she, she kind of knows... The business somewhat well yeah and as paul was saying i i i, I knew her online you know i talked i was good friends with her on facebook for a while mm -hmm. and then she kind of dropped off facebook like the last post she did was from 2015 so i have no idea like if she just left that page and started a new page somewhere or something and i just don't know anything about that um but we talked uh briefly about working together and stuff and then just like she kind of like disappeared so i didn't really you know hear and much from her you're, you're you're right Justice. she she actually i thought did a pretty good performance and she's the one who had to really deal with a lot of the physical stuff and the you know besides the dancing but wearing the fangs and all the all the weird makeup that mask and, yeah and the mask and all that yeah so well, I, I love that mask at the end, end. was yeah. really cool i give her some props for that and i was kind of hoping that'll be through the whole freaking movie that i been know cooler. i know that would have been great yeah. but um i i remember her from the movie vampire club so that's that's how i in I, 3d did you watch 3D. the 3d version no i wish <laughs> i wish um so then we have crystal who's our our nice girl our good girl that's played by nina kate and she's been in a bunch of things including night of chupacabra quarantine la gun woman and uh hell's kitty tv series which yeah, i've right. never seen and she did the awesome. hell's kitty movie too there's mm -hmm. a movie as well yep and let's see so summer who was the one dancer in yellow um who doesn't get, yeah she she's the one who doesn't get changed that's rc han 
she was also in Vampire Club, and she was in a movie called A Thousand Ways to Die. Um, but she, I don't think she's been in a whole lot of other things. Uh, Asia is another dancer. She um, was one who does get turned. Is played by Vanessa Sherry. I like her a, a lot. Yeah, yeah, she was good. She's in I a bunch of stuff. Hot. She was in Bikini Spring Break, and she's been in a bunch of TV shows like CSI, Franklin and Bush, uh, Alpha House, Sons of Anarchy, All the Wrong. Uh, what was it? Uh, all All Wrong. The TV show is called All Wrong. So she's she's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, I remember from Bikini Spring Break, which is actually an asylum uh, comedy thing that Jared Combe did, and that was really good. And uh, just a lot of fun. It was one of those, you know, basically, and I think that one had a lot of nudity. So, you know. They still make Spring Break movies. That's amazing. (laughs) I don't know. These days, not as much. Because it was like a thing in the 80s, and now it's like 7,000 years later, and people are still like going to these things or watching these things yeah people are still do spring break i guess a lot of that stuff is is back in the 80s it was like every college is doing it but you don't really see it that much anymore yeah you do because there's a lot of problems and a lot of them end in gunfire and violence yeah but they still they still do it um there was there was an incident this year i believe in spring break (laughs) with with some gunfire and some some uh, shootings and stuff, which sucked, yeah. but it's America. You know, that's just what happens, America. sadly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so our buddy Daryl, who was the club owner, I, he was probably my favorite character because he was just so sleazy. I loved all the crappy rings he had and everything. He was played oh, by. Oh, you know Robert, him? Well, he was played by Robert Ryan, who was in Hard Bodies 2. He was in Atomic Blue Mexican Wrestler. He was in Porn Shoot Massacre. He was in Disaster Wars, which we saw before. He was in the Hell's Kitty TV series and the, the movie. And he was in Frankenstein Created Bikers, a movie we're definitely going to do. And he's also in Dracula in a Woman's Prison, which we're also going to do. Because yeah. those are two of my favorite stinky movies. And then um, Jeff Leroy, I think, did those. Beach Massacre, Kill Devil Hills, which I think we've talked about before. Uh, I don't think we'll do that one. I know the director of that one, and <laughs> I, I, I prefer not to uh, not to do that. Cause, uh, I, 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 I felt bad. Like, I was friends with them, and it came out really bad. And um, and a lot of it was out of his control, was uh, the studio's thing and everything. So it just came out terrible, and then he just it got released, uh-huh. and he didn't want it released. And so I kind of felt bad. But, I, I've uh, seen it. Um, yeah, you know, I can understand that. But the thing is, is that Robert Ryan's been, he's a very familiar face in the B-movie uh, world. So, yeah. And then the last guy I wanted to mention was um, the guy who played the dumb cop, Eddie. That is Randy Oppenheimer, who was in a bunch of movies, too. He was in Blood he's Moon Rising. He's actually really good, didn't you think? Sorry? He's really good, didn't you think? I I'm, was not convinced, frankly. I mean, well, <laughs> okay. Wait, so are you talking about the guy that like teams up with the two brothers? Yeah, he was good. I like I liked him as a uh, as a goofy character. I didn't. I I, I agree with Paul. He, he did too many stupid things that a cop wouldn't do. That did not. I didn't buy. But that was the writing's fault, not yeah. His that's fault. not necessarily his fault. I thought he did a great job with what he was given. And I thought I loved his, like, I loved his character. I thought, well, I just, I just was laughing my ass off when I'm like going, 
wait, so these two guys are telling you all these stupid shit that doesn't seem real, and you're just saying, yeah, yeah fuck it, I'm going to go with it. You know, yeah, like, it just... Ghosts and goblins, yeah. will you join? Yeah. Like, that's what it was. Well, this guy is also a very familiar face. So Blood Moon Rising, he was in. He was in uh, Isis Rising, Curse of the Lady Mummy, which I'm dying to see. He was in Rotten Tail, not the Rotten Tail we did, but the next Rotten Tail that we're going to do, because there's several Rotten Tail movies. Um, he was in Amityville Vampire, yet another Amityville movie. Um, and he was also in Fangs Out with a lot of these other folks. There's like four other people in this film that are in that Fangs Out movie. So I got to get my hands on that one, too. So, um, yeah, uh, but you also got to talk about which I don't even know if you know, Paul. Do you know who one of the security guards in the uh, uh, in the like you know school slash uh, museum was? Uh huh. Mark Polonia. Oh wow! I wondered about that. They got the glasses. Yeah. So Mark I... Polonia, because uh, he's the editor of this film, so he edited the film, and he's also the uh, so he's also the actor in there. And I laughed my ass off because I looked on IMDb. He did not credit himself in this movie. Yeah, I, that's why I didn't bring it up because I saw that and I was like, that guy looks like Mark Polonia, but it didn't say that. So I figured maybe it was just somebody who looked like him. Yeah, no, it was. Are it was you Mark talking Polonia. about the the um the uh the security guards in the beginning? Yeah, no, no, so towards the towards no. the end where he's like well, saying, you know, oh, this 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 criminal took this dumb statue when he could have taken all of this other stuff yeah that well he was in the beginning valuable. and the end you know, yeah yeah. The end. yeah okay so he was in both but yeah no he was he was the guy who said all of that stuff and he was like the guy with glasses and everything he's a director yeah. who did um you know who's directed a lot of like amityville movies and shark movies oh, yeah. and you know we've uh we've covered a few of a few of his films on here and we love him we think he's, he's a legend He's a legend, and a legend. um, and if you you should work with him sometime. I know, I believe What's Rebecca. Send me his name. Send, okay. Like send me a yeah a message with his name, and I'll um, add him, and I'll see. Tim Hatch does. works with him a lot, and I know you're friends with Tim. He, so he just did you. Puppet Shark. Yeah, we still got sounds- a. Uh, did he do Puppet Shark? No, 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 no. Um, what's his name? Uh, Brett Kelly did P- Puppet Shark, didn't he? Mm, I don't think so. I think I that's think so. Polonia. I think that's uh, uh, Brett because he got his. Uh, it was written by Brett and his. Uh, um, oh, is that the one with by his kids? Yeah. Oh, so okay. you're you're getting him messed up, but uh, he has done a bunch of shark movies and like oh, Amityville, yeah. Shark, uh, like in space or whatever. I don't know some ridiculous movies. Uh, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you his name later, and you can. Uh, uh, you can find out more about him, but he's done a lot of great stuff. Would and, love you. You know, um, may I and, ask, like, do you guys know where this was filmed? California, California, probably. Okay, because yeah. everybody was re- weirdly attractive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did it, you notice that? Like, they I, were. I mean, for this attractive. kind of movie, yeah. Um, but if you look behind like, the scenes oh. at the direct, like, the producer David Sterling, um. No, but he's he's you know makes a lot of these movies you know he continues to do it but he's so, the you know how about that one character jess the, the sort of the one nice guy that um crystal gets to dance for she's like oh you get to be my first lap dancer and he like tips her really well and he's he's really actually a nice guy and of course he ends up getting killed 
Um, does that, is that like a, like sort of a, a trope that, you know, people think actually happens or does it really actually happen in, you know, in that atmosphere? I, I think it's really realistic, but when you say he's a nice guy, he's not at right. all. Well, so, um, trying like, to present himself as one. At first. He presents himself as a nice guy. He gives an extra tip. He think he he thinks he's like earning the trust of the dancer, especially new dancers. People really go out of their way to focus on new dancers and what they can get out of them because they don't know how to say no. So, mm -hmm. um, of course, he would give her like double the price for a fifth, you know, a, a, a like a table dance, and $10. then he took her in the back, whatever it was, and then you know he takes her in the back and he's like, "I'll give you eight hundred dollars for the hour." And then he expects her to do whatever he wants because he's entitled. And that, yes, is real. So there's lots of people that like try to like, oh, I'm generous, blah, 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 blah. But then once they get you back alone, they try to pressure you into something you're not interested in because they have spent so much money. But the right thing to do is just leave the room. But you usually have security around, right? Like you can no. say you don't in that room. You can't no, yell security. It's not like strip clubs are like, I mean, they call themselves having security, but like the people are not like watching what's going on for the most part. Not at all. You really govern yourself. Yeah, that sucks. You got to watch out for yourself. I imagine. It sucks. Yeah. But also, you know, if you make enough stink, every, <laughs> even the girls that hate you, they're about to whoop ass. Like they're like, you did what to my girl? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And everybody's on their side in the end. They're like, we're not doing that, you know. Now, I'm so, going to say that, that the moo cow is pretty innocent, but he has been in a couple of strip clubs in his day. It's been, it hasn't been since the late 80s, early 90s, but I'm telling you what, even back then, it was tough to find a lap dance for $10. So when he was like 10 bucks, I was like, what? No, no, not today. No, it's 20 plus. Yeah. Yeah. 20 is the low end. You know, there's a... There's a there there is or was I'm not sure because I haven't been to these things in a while either. But like there was one uh, strip club called Lappers in Portsmouth. Uh, of course, Portsmouth is like if you don't know Portsmouth, Virginia, it is like one of the oh, seediest areas, oh, um, and it scares the crap Love out that. of me. You know, which is a shame um, because the beer garden there is awesome with great, lots of beer and lots of great German food. But uh, so yes, Lappers. Uh, when I went into it. And this was uh, early 2000s, you know, uh, it was like 35 bucks to 40 bucks for a lap dance, you know, and stuff yeah. there. And so they were very, I mean, it was a little more pricey, you know, like I'd have to bring in like $100 just to. And of you course, know. you were just in there just to read your book, right? You weren't there for. Uh... Of course. Oh, right. Of course. I've got to, I've got to actually, I should probably say that. Yes. Jesse, I, I was you, just you, here. You would laugh, but I literally am a guy that brought in a book to a strip club and hid in the corner at one point. Cause you know, towards the end when it was like, yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm too old for this. This is not my thing. I'm not really interested, but my friends dragged me there anyway. I brought a book and I sat in the corner and I read my book. Wow. <laughs> what would that's like, not the move that's have not you ever move. have you ever seen that jess have you seen anybody bring a book and just read not a book but i saw somebody bring in a sketchbook and they got thrown out oh wow yeah. uh, i'm sure you would get kicked out of a well, place for bringing a book now i think the only reason i didn't is because i was drinking so yeah 
You know, so they yeah. probably only cared about you drinking. So you're like, oh, he's drinking, he's fine. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it uh, it, it was it was weird, like being back there at that time period. Um, I think the last time I've been in a strip club was when I, and, and Paul dropped me off or whatever, like I'm waiting in the car and me and my friend, I think it was Joe, right. Or somebody, somebody went in with me. Um, and we went into the, uh, you know, we went into the, uh, strip club and I went to go talk to a friend of mine who actually was a, uh, a stripper there. So I came in to say hello and, you know, um, yeah. uh, and so I, I, I pass no judgment on anybody doing any of that kind of work. I'm supportive. I got no problem with it. Yeah, it's just, it's just it's not really for me at this point in my life. I've been there, done. Yeah, that. I mean, some people it's never for them, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it fits a certain time in their life. That's okay too. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? I it's just it's just like going to bars, right? You know, like. Sometimes well, we go to bars because we're we need the extra company to be well, out and drinking and and getting loose, and then sometimes we don't need that, you know. Speaking from the dweeby loser male perspective, it's more along the lines of you're being sold the fantasy that there's this hot, gorgeous woman who's actually going to pay attention to you, even if you're giving her some money for it. That's kind of what you're there for, and all that. And right when you're younger. And you're you have you know you you care about more things like that. It's it's a lot more tempting. And then as you get older and you you develop your ego and you don't really care anymore, it I, sort of goes away. But it's actually a, the opposite. It's opposite of that though. You think so? Oh yeah, no. Um, young guys go in there and they hang out, but they don't spend money. It's the older men that spend money. Right, and it's the older men that probably have money, you know, to spend. So. Makes sense. Sure. Um, I uh actually dated a well for a little bit. Like I don't even know if I could count to constitute it dating, but I'll tell you the story because I don't think I've ever told told it on this podcast. But there was this girl that was in a go go club, um, you know, or whatever, and she ended up giving me her number, which I was surprised about because I'm heard you're not really supposed to do that, you know, and. No. Uh, I ended up chatting with her. We ended up hanging out. We ended up going out on a couple dates and stuff like that. And then I found out she had a boyfriend that was in the Navy. And I was like, then what the fuck is going on here? And I was like, I can't. Nope, I can't do this. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to get my I ass whooped. saw that ass on your forehead, guy. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. So, oh, and on top of that, she had epilepsy and oh so, no yeah so apparently when i like started kind of showing i was gonna you know break it off with her she blamed me for having a seizure mm. so i was like Great. oh my god <laughs> yeah mm. so uh, i was like okay well uh that's never happening again well um, and then the other thing is um even though it's not really sort of my my thing anymore i do still kind of like uh, the idea of strip clubs and I like movies that involve them. I think they're kind of fun. Me too. If, if, if you want to see an actual good one that I think is a lot more closer to reality, there's a movie called uh, Dancing at the Blue uh, Iguana. Look good. Yeah, I've seen part The Blue Iguana and it's got a whole bunch like yeah. Daryl Hannah's in there and, you know, uh, just a whole big 
uh, cast of, of Hollywood A-listers, and it's really, really well done. And um, yeah, it's I, I, I highly recommend that. I thought you were gonna recommend Showgirls for a second. You know, no, that's that's a fun <laughs> cheesy. That one. One. Yeah, it is. I love fun cheesy. <laughs> I will say, okay, so I also liked at the end when they did the credits. Uh, they basically showed like everybody's picture and gave them a name which you don't see in a lot of independent films. Um, I wish they would do that more often because it's like, why not? I mean, it's an independent film. Give everybody props, you know, for right. showing up. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool and nice. And then this was like, I think, pre like when people are really doing Indiegogos and stuff. So, yeah. like, you know, nowadays you might see it a little bit more because they are trying to give all the Indiegogo people props for, for donating or doing everything. But this was really yeah. nice to see. You're right. I, when I saw everybody, you know, pop up, I thought it was only going to be like the, the main cast or whatever, but then everybody showed up and I was like, nice. pretty freaking cool. So now yeah. I know who everybody, yeah, I can put a face to, to everybody's, you know, name there. So I thought that was neat. It's, it's funny because you know me, Moody, normally about this time I'm, I'm railing about how I hate a movie like this because it's a movie where, okay, the horror elements are not horror. There's nothing scary about this movie whatsoever. And it's this got one? all this, this sort of, no. And it's got all this sort of sexual suggestion, but there's no nudity or anything. So it's like, okay, so who exactly are you, who exactly are you trying to entertain in this film? It and, was me. It was me yeah. that they were trying to entertain. And they did entertain her. Right. <laughs> and it, it entertained of, me too. I liked it. It was fun. It was bad. The manager, that did it for me. That's all I wanted to see. And also... Like, I thought, I wrote down a million times, vampires are sexy. Like, the way they <laughs> bite each other. And I was like, I want to be in a movie like this, where we're just, like, sucking in each other's necks. Like, great. I loved it. But I do think there is probably more, you know, nudity. It's just um, taken out because, for whatever reason. Because it seems like it could have been, you know what I mean? Like, it alluded yeah. to it. it well, just, it also just goes against the unwritten rules of B movies, which, you know, John Landis perfectly described. You gotta have your three Bs, your your boobs, your your beasts, and your blood. If you don't have those three things, you're not gonna make a successful B movie. And you kinda had a beast, you didn't have any boobs, and the blood was there's some CGI blood, which I'm never a big fan of, but they had some practical stuff there too, but just not enough of it. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I kind of enjoyed some of this. I think some of this stuff, like, yeah, I think it was cut down because like there were times where you could see that they're almost going to do it. And then maybe yeah. like they're up hot, a little high and stuff. And that maybe like that stuff was like, you know, zoomed in so that you couldn't see, couldn't see it because I think, you know, like at one point she has a, uh, you can see like side boob and stuff and i was just like oh my god they're gonna show some nudity and then they then they show like the top of her neck the next or shot back. and i'm like yeah or the back but i'm like where did you know where did uh the the actual nudity go like you know so i think maybe she, uh, i didn't think about it before that it might have been edited for tubi but it might might have been and or maybe it was edited period because Maybe some people had a problem with the nudity and, and you know, they had to take out yeah, the nudity. 
there yeah. there are times when a movie comes out and then they they do a movie that is just sort of cut down with the violence and and boobage removed and they just give it a similar but different title they just wanted to put this on disney okay yeah disney. <laughs> if disney showed movies like this i'd be more interested trust me oh my god all right i think it's about that time isn't it is I that, think so uh, too. Yeah. yeah so time to give our scores where we give it from uh one to ten by which the lower the movie the score is rather the better we think the movie is and the higher the score is the worse the film is even though we do love our stinky movies usually a high score means that there are a lot of problems especially things like you can't see what's going on you can't hear what's going on narrative makes no sense etc 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 so uh and then you can go a half step sort of a five and a half or six and a half or something like that if you're feeling kind of subtle about it and then we take our three scores we add it up and then we plot where this movie score lies on the ladder of stink and you know i don't think this is gonna ascend to the stinky heaven along with some of the other stinky movies we have but it's pretty bad so we'll we'll be i'll be interested to see what your guys score is going to be for this film so, so who wants to go who first? Like Jessa, to do first. you want to go first? No. No? Okay, I'll go no. first. I'll say a six. Um, I think it was a lot of fun. You know, it had some issues. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we talked about, a lot of, a lot of the... It, it felt like the writer, whoever... I don't know who the writer was. We didn't discuss that. I don't know if it was David or somebody, mm. but uh, the writer probably didn't work at a strip club you know so they didn't know much about working you know, set foot in one. so yeah so maybe maybe they step foot in one but they don't really know like the background of working there whatever it's it's fine um but yeah um by the way indie indie filmmakers out there if you're gonna do a movie about a any kind of job probably research it first and find out more information and stuff and and ask i mean it's very simple to go to a strip club and ask a manager like do you say this? Do you say that? Do you, you know, whatever, you know, uh, even if you're just offering them a special thanks, it's a good way to do it. Or I mean, talk, talk to a dancer. They'll tell you everything about it. Talk to Jessa and then put, put her in your movie. And then, you know, there you go. Yeah. Uh, problem solved. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. So when you do that, um, it, you know, it kind of decreases the, the, you know the reality of it or whatever you know and reality. stuff and yeah of course this movie is not really you know supposed to be realistic um it's a no. uh it, it's late lamia is that how you say it that sounds lamia, so bad yeah. it sounds like lamia lamia sounds like a lamia <laughs> like labia yeah that's what i was thinking but i guess it's lamia oh my god yeah. <laughs> all right so oh, anyway wow. Yeah. Uh, um, so I guess I'll go next. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, as I've described, this is this is just a big dumb dog that you just can't help but like a little bit, just because it's so goofy and ridiculous and and just so poorly done. But at the same time, we have seen much worse. We've seen, like I said, movies we couldn't see what was going on. We couldn't hear anything. We had no idea what was going on. It actually made some level of sense. You know, it went from A to B to C. Um, you know, some of the acting was actually pretty darn good. So I give this movie a solid seven. Okay. Even though it's dumb as a okay. bag of bricks. <clears throat> Let me just um, revisit. So seven. Okay. So 10 is the word. Terrible. Like it's Worst. Like yes. Terrible. Crummy. Like things don't add up. Don't make right. sense. 
Five is kind of mad. Um, the lighting then, is bad. The sound and one is, is bad. Really like there's just a all lot that of stuff. stuff. Yeah. I you guys hate me. I already know, but two and a half. <laughs> no, no. Oh my we, goodness. I we yeah. we love that. Like you're a lot. Like we love it when somebody. We had one. I had one movie where me and uh, I think it was me and Madeline loved the movie and gave it like a two, you know, or whatever, John two or three Ward. or whatever. And then John Ward gave it a ten because he hated <laughs> it, you know. <laughs> and so you're always gonna get, you know, things like that. We love that. We don't, you know. Um, but then again, John Ward did screw us over when we yes, did, did. Uh, when we did Alien Beast and both Alien gave it a Beast. ten. And he gave it a five. Oh, Jess, someday we're going to show you Alien Beast. That, that one is pretty bad. You know, but, uh, that's I not love real. doing these shows because it gives me a chance. To, like, I do these kind of movies, but um, I watch other ones that are like if my friends are in them or they're producing them or whatever, like I will seek them out and I will look at them. But these like I don't know who the director is of this i don't know who any of the players are so like to see it like i was like this is really interesting and i thought it was done well i thought the lighting was good i was so shocked at how good the sound was the girls were hot they played all of their roles i think appropriately you know i mean obviously there was no tits and that's why it doesn't get like a zero or one you know (laughs) like that would have like elevated it for me but I think everybody did a good job. And I thought some of the practical effects were decent, you right. know, like, and I really liked her mask in the end and how they blended it in with makeup. Of course, I'm going to look for that because like I'm a makeup artist, but right. like, I thought there was a lot of good to this movie. And the only thing that I had the biggest problem with was the over explanation of the mythology. Like, that I get scene. it. Like, I'm so proud of you for knowing mythology and everything. That's crazy. Wow. Cool. But like, <laughs> don't you can't make a whole horror movie where half the damn movie is being explained by, mm. you know what I mean? Somebody in a beer drinking scene. Right. Like, right. Let's there needs to be more depth. Right. And yeah, they could have had a few more tables, a few more customers getting munched. That would have helped. Yeah. So well, uh, that was not my concern. Well, I mean, honestly, I, and I think what what what's different between us and you, Jessa, who was somebody mm-hmm. who's who doesn't do this all the time, you know, and doesn't watch all these movies. So you're sort of fresh to it and stuff. We've seen like way too many of these movies. <laughs> and so we sort of know. And what we kind of look for really is a is the story like really good you know and does it match up and does it and and a lot of the problem with this movie could have been fixed with the script yeah you know like you said uh that they could have cut down that scene where they're explaining things they could have made the cop a little bit more believable as a cop like things like that Mm -hmm. and so i think it kind of killed me as a uh reviewer when i see that stuff because i'm like it's you know you're doing so good then you kind of just screw it up with like these little well, storyline and the other thing too yeah. is that fortunately there is still an element of fun that comes through mm-hmm. in this film that 
really helps the thing out because Mr. Moody, you know what it's like to get sit through a bad movie that has no fun to it whatsoever. Maximus. <clears throat> oh my God, it is so punishing. Trust me, your reaction will be completely different. And it's just like, oh my God, I can't wait this. Yeah, that you was... look at the time and you're like, oh my God, there's still 40 minutes left. Kill Paul, me. Paul made me watch a movie for the second season opener. And I did not think he would give me a 10 on the opener. So I, I, did, I gave it like a 9.5 and he gave me a 10 pretty much. And it was called Actium Maximus. And it was Oh God! You think this movie was like? I mean, you love this movie. You enjoyed this movie. You would have hated. I did the other one. There, there, you there would have like been like weird. Oh. There were weird box people and weird dinosaur pancake people and just weirdness. It, and they it sounds going, better. Like he just whoa, described whoa. it, which actually sounds better. Than whoa, that. Yeah, it's terrible. So that's not for. Yeah, no. and then that's the thing. I like, enjoy, like this movie made me want to look up the other actresses and everything and see what they've other things they've done. Yeah, and and also as an actor, you look at this stuff and you're like, oh man, I would like to work with these people or something, you know? Well, because trust me, they actually put shit out that I like. So like I, I said, get that. I, yeah, I know we're gonna do Frankenstein created bikers. I know we're gonna do Dracula in a woman's prison. So yeah. Dracula and a Woman's Prison. I haven't seen, but I know the director Jeff Leroy, and uh, I'm a huge fan of his. And uh, so, so much fun. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll have you back for one of those or for something else. You know, I'm always got. All some right, we'll just up. see if I'm around. I <laughs> I wish we could have had you for um, Hot Chicks Blast Uranus. I think you would have enjoyed that one too. Yeah. <laughs> she already likes the title. Oh yeah. Yeah. Say less. Yes. <laughs> With puppets. They were evil emo puppets. Elmo puppets. Elmo puppets. They look like Elmo. With one eye. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was great. And the, the, the heroine was named Candy Pickles. Love that. So there I know. You go. It was super adorable. But yeah, so yeah, we've there's still a lot we gotta show you at some oh, point. Tons, um, tons, tons. And so we'd, we'd be happy to have you back. I'm Next glad you enjoyed we... the movie because what I'm afraid of is that like we'll get to a point where we'll get a guest that we've had on for a few times and then we'll show them something and be like, no, I'm not coming back. I'm done. <laughs> there was yeah. one movie that I watched that it was like pretty bad. What was it? The it was, vampire like, one. To be... Yes, it was supposed to be kind of like, like Twilight. Um, like, yeah. Oh but it was God! Last vampire on the, Earth is that? Did we show you that? Yes, the last vampire on Earth or oh, whatever. Oh God, yeah. it was bad. Yeah, that was. I terrible. thought it was an earnest effort, but like, don't make movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's one of the yet. ones I'm talking about where there's like no fun to it whatsoever because it's just it's just bad. Well, because they the tried current. to make a serious movie. And this movie, they did not try to make a serious movie. They knew, they knew what they were making when they made this movie, you know. Sure, and sure. Um, and that I feel like Sean Donahue could have made this movie. I think he would have made it a little better, honestly. To be to be honest, well, yeah, in my opinion, Sterling and he would have definitely and, put nudity in there and not edited it out. Oh, for sure, yeah. all <laughs> the way. These, these guys are professional B movie makers. They, you know, they know their craft. They're gonna make a, a movie. It's gonna be cheap and cheesy and stinky, but it's also gonna be fun most of mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. Not yeah. all the time. Enjoy. Okay. It. Tsunami Wars was not a lot of fun, but. For the most part, you're gonna get a you're gonna enjoy yourself. You know what right. I mean? Right. And once again, 
disaster wars was the exact exactly. reason why like goes to show you the, the the exact like opposite total opposite of the spectrum of like you know taking it yourself way too seriously and trying to make something i mean you got joe estevez you got priscilla Barnes, you got these amazing actors in the movie and you're making it like them being all serious and boring and stuff and i'm like that's not what they're there for. You got to give them something fun and exciting. And, and the you know. best part is that they're waiting yeah. for this giant tsunami wave to crash. And it's just like sitting out there for like <laughs> an hour and a half. You know, they're like, okay, it's really going to crash at some point, maybe. And it's just sitting out there. It's like, finally, oh, it does at the end. But like, you know, like, because they can't afford like the, it's not like Sharknado where they can afford the Sharknado the whole time. Right, you know, right. and even that is more fun than Disaster Wars. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, but this but, was a little bit, I knew this was going to be a little more fun. So, yeah. So, there thank you, you Paul, for picking this movie. I was happy. Yep, yep, um, yep. And thank and, you, Jess, for joining us. Yes. Thank you, yes, Jessa. Your you sweetheart. The monkey misses you badly. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to meet the monkey in uh, Scarefest. You, you actually brought I it. I did. Yes. I it was, did. I got a picture. In, yeah, and and, and press. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh-huh. It was it was fun. It was a fun time. We loved meeting you there. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, I love. You gotta get you up to Virginia. Experience there. That was super cool. Yeah, you gotta get you to Virginia sometime. We have tons of movies to show you. Would love it. Yes. So everybody, uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, next week or next uh, next episode is going to be in december so get ready for that whoa you know <laughs> we you have no idea when we're we're actually recording this is not november yet you, you, you know. never know <laughs> yep so thank and you guys I, I, for I, uh joining us and uh yeah. and check us out uh next episode until then and everybody you Bye. never know somewhere along the line we might have we might have a need for a uh a snake vampire chick in one of our films so keep you in mind just she just won't be wearing oh, I got the snake. It. <laughs> um, let's just use a like rubber snake. There you go. That'll be cool. Yeah. yeah it'll work. Outstanding. All right. <laughs> Wiggle around. It'll make it look realistic. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good one. Until then. Bye. bye.